You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Zede ekele brodus tikinemetis kele baha as kos kunomotus taha. Zekiti pis kanamotuste epeski sele baha sisketu tuste. Gadike tos konomosurukuste kiti pratiste. Anzi akalutus kutoko brodusti kelabaha. Indeed, these are the days of my power, says the Lord. These are the days of my glory. These are the days of heaven on earth. These are the days, these are the days that I have ordained. These are the days I have ordained before the foundations of the world to manifest my glory, to manifest my power. These are the days that the saints of old yearned to be a part of, but were not destined to be a part of it. But you have been chosen, says the Lord. You have been chosen, says the Lord. Even before the foundations of the earth, that you will be a part of my move, that you will be a part of the demonstration of my glory. Continue to press in, continue to yearn, continue to press in. For indeed, you shall see my power like never before. Indeed, you shall see my glory, you will experience my glory, and you will manifest my glory to the land, says the Lord. You will manifest my power. You will manifest my power. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I'm going to take you and I'm going to show the world what I can do through a hungry heart. I will show the world what I can do through a yielded vessel. You continue to yield to me. You will continue to hunger and thirst after my kingdom, after my righteousness. You will indeed. You will indeed see my glory. You will see my power, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's just worship him. Let's appreciate him. Oh, my God, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you, you, Father. We bless your name. We bless your name. Oh, we hallow your name, oh God. Oh, hallelujah. Konimus tekerebostaha. In zadikitos tokuno mustaha. Empatukus keniminostus. Seki karubusti. Leke ketusta. We bless you. We appreciate you, Father. We appreciate you, Lord. Oh, my Lord, my Lord and my God. Yes, let your glory fill your house. Your glory fill your house, oh God. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You may be seated. The Lord is good. Yeah, I only heard two people, but that's okay. I mean, it's only good to two people. That's fine. I mean, 
you know, it's according to your experience, right? <laughs> or according to your revelation. <laughs> you can't force it on anyone. Glory to God. Amen. Now, how many people have been pressing in, going beyond superficial knowledge? Hmm? Yeah. Because it's time to experience God. It's time to experience Him. It's time to experience Him, to experience His power, to experience His glory, to experience His Word. If God could not do anything without the Word, because John chapter 1 it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Correct? Amen. Yeah. It says, um, the same was with God. He was in the beginning with God. Amen. Right? He was in the beginning with God. And without Him was not anything made that was made. He says, all things were made through Him. And without Him, was, huh? Nothing was made that was made without him. Without what? Him who? The word. Without the word, there's nothing that was made. And so don't ever think that you can become who you are supposed to be without the word. It's not possible. Do you hear me? It is not possible. If you ignore the word, it is to your own detriment. It's your own detriment. You are limiting yourself when you ignore the word of God. So you need to know God, but you also need to know the word. And you need to know the word and go beyond just intellect. The Pharisees had intellectual knowledge of the word. But yet, they were not able to experience the Lord. They could not experience him. Why? Because they were stuck. They were stuck in their minds. They were stuck uh, at the superficial level. The level of pride. Okay? There is a level of knowledge that... Breeds pride. Uh, it's in Corinthians that Paul was saying, he says that knowledge puffs up. Knowledge puffs up. So, what kind of knowledge? There's a kind of knowledge that puffs up, but there's also a kind of knowledge that does not puff up. Are you getting me? Can you help us put that scripture in Corinthians? Hallelujah. He says, knowledge puffs up. Now, not every knowledge puffs up. There is a kind of knowledge that does not puff up. And that's what I am um, trying to share with you. Okay? Okay? So if we are at that place, 
First Corinthians. Where is that? Somebody help me quickly. Come on. Guys, wake up. I can't hear you. Okay. Now, concerning things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Okay? We all have knowledge. And then he says, knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. The knowledge that is, the word for knowledge that is used here is gnosis in the Greek, you know. And this is, this is just like, just knowledge, just it's intellectual, but they, there is a level of knowledge that is beyond, um, beyond this. But this one, the Bible says, puffs up. So this is the kind of knowledge, when it says puffs up, what does that mean? It makes you proud. It makes you proud. We can actually check from another version, check the Amplified. Let's see how the Amplified puts it. Knowledge. Oh, come on, Amplified. <laughs> you are so loaded. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> now, about food offered to idols, of course we know that all of us possess knowledge concerning these matters. Yet, man knowledge causes people to be puffed up. That is, to bear themselves loftily and be proud. Can you see that? So there are some, sometimes you read the scriptures, you know, certain revelations, you get some revelations, you get some insight, or you listen to the word, you hear some things, and you feel, wow. Huh? <laughs> that is a dangerous place. That is a dangerous place. You feel that you, if you don't go beyond that, that's where you see the scripture says, Let he that thinks he stands take heed lest he falls. Okay? Let he that thinks he stands take heed lest he falls. Why? Because there's a kind of knowledge that makes you think you stand. There's a kind of knowledge you have. Yeah. Thank you. Look at it there. 1 Corinthians 10, 12. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands. So it doesn't say, let he who stands. Can you see? What do you used to think? Come on. Your mind. Be confident. It's not a trick question. Your mind, your intellect. Okay? Let he that thinks that intellectually believes that he's standing. That's correct. That's correct. Hmm? 
Let he that intellectually is confident that he's standing. Ah. <laughs> that is the easiest person for Satan to get. That's the easiest person for Satan to get. Look at Amplified. He says, therefore, let anyone who thinks he stands, who feels sure that he has a steadfast mind and is standing firm, take heed, lest he fall into what? Into sin. So haven't you wondered, it's like, how can this person get into this? At this level, how come? Yes, you get to a point where you think. You think you are above certain things. Come on. You think, you think, you believe, but in fact, this belief is not from the heart. It's not really, it's not from your spirit. This belief is from your intellect. It's from your mind. It's from the deceitful part of your heart. Okay? It's from the deceitful part of your heart where it says the heart of man is deceitful. So there's a part of, of your heart that needs to be redeemed. It needs to be redeemed. So that's the part that causes you to be puffed up as you learn some things or as you experience some things. Years ago, somebody was asking Kenneth Hagin, he says, I mean, don't you feel proud that, you know, this kind of experiences you are having with Jesus, Jesus walking in, sitting down beside you and talking with you for one hour, one and a half hours, talking to you and he walks out and he leaves. Don't you feel proud? He looks at the person and he says, it's because you don't know. You don't, you, you, you don't understand. Why? Because this ought to make you even more humble. Yeah, because he's coming, he's speaking to you things that he's opening to you things that you know people don't people don't know, and he's sharing mysteries with you, unlocking some secrets, giving you profound insights that nobody has ever talked about. But you see. There's a level where if you remain and you have that kind of experience, it puffs you up. And I can tell you, I know people. I know people who have had experiences with God and ended up puffed up. Ended up puffed up. Why? Because they would look at themselves and look at others. And compare themselves to others. Are you getting me? Compare themselves to others and say, nobody's like me. Nobody experiences God like me. 
Hmm? Have you ever heard the pastor talk like this? In fact, what God is showing me, even the pastor does not know. Yeah, I'm telling you. And this is one of the things that, that, that the enemy uses to get a lot of intercessors. People who are, you know, involved in a lot of intercession, if they are not careful, they will be deceived. I, I know what I'm talking about. I've seen it. <laughs> ha. Somebody say, the heart of man is deceitful and desperately wicked. Yeah. It's deceitful. Jeremiah 17, 9. Yeah. Desperately. So, there is something, you, if you don't move beyond where you are, you are in danger. I guess that's probably why God is still delaying some things. Because he wants us to progress. Are you following me? He wants us to progress to a point where it is safe. It is safe for him to and trust us with certain things. Because right now, we're still at a delicate place. So we need to progress. We need to progress. Do you, do you know why some people... <laughs> some people become Pharisees. It's because of this thing. It's because of what we're talking about. So if they don't, if you don't progress beyond, oh, I know this scripture. I know this message. I've heard this before. So what if you've heard it before? So what? You've heard it before. So what? How has it changed you? That's what we want to know. How have you applied it in your life? If you have not applied it, you don't know it. But you are deceived to think you know it because you can recite it. But reciting it does not mean you know it. Reciting it only means you are at that level, at that peripheral level of knowledge. And because you have a smart brain, <laughs> so you can remember things. The, the brain is, is, a, is an amazing, it's an amazing organ. <laughs> is it okay to call it an organ? Doc? Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing organ. Uh, do you know that I remember things from the age of four up till today? I still remember. Okay, how many people, you, you still remember things, yeah? Yeah. So that's to tell you how powerful your brain is. And it's in a fallen state. It's in a fallen state. So you can imagine if, it, if, you had not, if Adam had not fallen. Oh my. 
But I believe that there's going to be a move of God where it's going to impact every part of our being. Even your brain will be impacted. Every organ in your body will be infused with the glory of God. The glory of God shakes your brain. You will not just know intellectually. You will know gloriously. Don't you like that? Yeah. Hmm? So don't be at a level where you can be easily deceived. Please progress. Progress. Okay? You need to progress to a point where you begin to see certain things. You begin to experience Him in another way. Okay? Hallelujah. Are you getting me? Let's move. I want to show you a scripture. Okay? All right. Let's see. Uh, Okay. Let's look at Colossians. Colossians chapter 2. Here you see Paul is, he makes a statement. This, Colossians chapter 2, I'm not sure if it's verse 6, or let me see where it is. He's talking about Christ, and he says that in him dwell the treasures of knowledge and wisdom. No, no, it's not six. Um, Just a minute. I will find it. Where is it? Okay. Okay, verse three. God bless you. You see, it's good to have people that read the Bible. You have them around you, you are safe. Huh? Not only people that read the star <laughs> and the guardian. <laughs> okay. Now, let's see. Let's see. Okay, let's read from verse 1. Read from verse 1. It says, from verse 1. For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea. And for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, knit together in love, and attaining to all the riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. (laughs) 
וואו. That their hearts may be encouraged. So when God wants to encourage you, there are certain things He begins to make known to you. Is that not so? Yeah. How many people feel encouraged when you come to church? And you, 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 you know, you are going through some things and sometimes you just, you, you just come in here and then you get encouraged. Sometimes you feel it's over now. And then when you, when you hear something, you say, it's not over. Amen. You get encouraged. Being knit together in love. I want you to know something. That they, if the, 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 the knowledge we are talking about has to be mixed with love. It has to be mixed with love. One of the reasons why the Pharisees missed it it's because their knowledge was not mixed with love. It was not mixed with love. So they know things and they use what they know against people. And that's evil. That's wicked. Do you, do you know what God knows about you? <laughs> huh? You think he's fooled by your good looking face? He sees it all. He sees it all. He knows it all. And yet, look at how he deals with you. You see how he deals with you. The reason is because he mixes what he knows with love. You see, there's a level of knowledge. If you don't progress... I'm telling you, you are a disaster. You are a walking disaster. And that's what is happening to many Christians. They know things, but they don't know how to mix it. They don't know how to knit it together with love. And I'm telling you, this is one of the secrets. This is what helps us to be able to pastor. Because some things we know... <laughs> I'm telling you, if I'm to move by what I know alone, there are some people I won't even say hi to. Honestly, I just look at them and go the other direction. Thank God for love. That's right. <laughs> Thank God for love. Yeah. Thank God for love. You don't have that. That's why you see Paul kept talking. He, said, he, he keeps emphasizing love. Yeah. Now abides faith, hope, and love. The greatest of this is love. I don't care if you can move mountains. I don't care if you, you know, speak the mysteries. All the mysteries. I don't care if you speak angelic language. I don't care what you do. If you don't have this one, you are zero. You are zero. 
So when your knowledge is not mixed with love, it's valueless in the spirit. It's valueless in the kingdom. It's valueless. Yeah. So if we can walk in love towards you, why can't you walk in love towards us? I rest my case. And attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding. Now, he has progressed from knowledge. There are levels of knowledge, okay? And then there is understanding. Let me explain this. Okay, in the Greek there are, there are several words. One is gnosis, all right, which is knowledge. But then there is what is known as epigenosis. All right, epigenosis is full knowledge. So there is knowledge and then there is full knowledge. So you need to progress from knowledge to full knowledge. And full knowledge can only come by revelation. Where God reveals to you and you experience it and you interact with it, then you know it fully. You know it fully. So the problem with many of us is this. Sometimes God can even reveal something to you about somebody. Okay? What he has revealed is partial knowledge. Okay? Because the Bible says we know in part. Is that not so? 1 Corinthians 13, we know in part, we prophesy in part. So he can reveal something. Don't think what he has revealed to you is the complete revelation about that person. It's not the full revelation about that person. So if you behave as though you know the person totally, you've missed the point. Because you are still at the realm of gnosis. But then you need to progress to epigenosis. Hallelujah. Where you know fully. And that's the difference between the knowledge. God knowing us. He knows us completely. He knows your past. He knows your present. He knows your future. He knows your mistakes. And he knows all that you get right. He knows the right things you are going to do. He knows your full potential. He knows what you have done. But he knows who you will become. So he treats you according to that. That's why he could say, you know, Esau I hate and Jacob I love. He is talking, it's not like you. You know, so don't say, ah, God, uh, why do you say that? No, no, no. He has seen the end. He has total knowledge. And based on the total knowledge, he says, I can't stand this. So you are not at that level to make that kind of statement. You have no right because you are not God. And you are not at the God level. Or are you? I know sometimes you do God tests, you meet people who feel they are God. (laughs) That's not what we're talking about. Okay. And attending to... Uh, the riches of the full 
assurance of understanding. So understanding is interesting. In the Greek, if you... I'm trying to remember the word for understanding now. Okay, if I remember, I'll let you know. So the word for understanding is very interesting. It's, it's talking about streams. A flow. Flowing together. Hallelujah. So by the time you get all the knowledge together and it's flowing together, intertwined, it gives you understanding. You have moved beyond the superficial. Then you have come to a point where now you can see. It's like different streams of truth. Are you getting me? Coming together to become one. And what do they produce? Understanding. Produces understanding. And that's what helps you. That's what helps you. And I'm going to show you a scripture. Time is going, but okay. Yeah. So understanding is important. It's what you know, all the things that you know coming together. What you know from the genosis level to the epigenosis level coming together. You know, and what you are experiencing interact brings them all together. They become like one river of understanding. Then you now see clearly and say, Wow, I now understand. So, but pe- some people don't get to the point of understanding, they stay at the point of knowledge and they act as though they understand. And that's where they make blunders. Oh, pastor, this guy is so good. <laughs> He's so fine. Huh? He is so fine. He is cool, calm, collected. He is just... Mm. Yeah. So you are still at the point of gnosis. Yeah, I'm telling you. Henceforth knowing no man after the flesh. So you are still at that point and then you make a decision at that point. You have not progressed. Then after you come, Pastor, please help me. Pray for me. This guy is a monster. Why didn't you wait? Why didn't you wait? Why didn't you press in further? But he's so fine. Huh? He is so fine. Hmm? The person you think is fine might be the ugliest person on the inside. Ugly. Brutal. Monster. But outside, he is so fine. Says the right things. Come on. It could be a he and a she. Same story. In fact, recently I was, I was ministering to someone who was crying to me. Pastor, I married a witch. I say, yeah. How? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to even, you know, go that route. 
Yeah. Made his life a living hell. Living hell. But he says she's so beautiful. And she looks so good. Good career woman. Drives a BMW. Come on. Yeah. BMW demon. Yeah. Good executive position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gnosis level. So you make a decision at that level and you start asking, Lord, why did you get me into this? Who got you into it? Not the Lord. Hmm? Anyway, there are no BMW demons here. (laughs) All right. No, my daughters are not like that. Hallelujah. They're angels in human form. (laughs) Come on. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. (laughs) Hallelujah. So, so now he's talking about the treasuries. Um, Okay, back to Colossians. And, uh, yeah, to know the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ. To know, and obviously you know, how do you know the mystery of God? You progress to the point where it is not just on the surface. Hallelujah. To know the mystery of God. In whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So you see that there is a treasure. Somebody say treasure. Yeah, there's a treasure in God. You need to progress to a point where you access the treasure. You know that you are a treasure. The Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Okay, The people you meet, the people you interact with are treasures. They have treasures within them. But you have, to, you have to progress to a point where you can access the treasure. So there's a level where you cannot touch the treasure. Treasures are not put on the surface. Do you agree with me? Yeah. You don't find... <laughs> Even the, what do, you, do they call it? This is alluvial mining, where you see things on the surface. The, what you see on the surface is little. The real thing, the real stuff is under. Am I correct, Munero? Yeah. Yeah. You have to go sometimes kilometers down to get the treasures. And that's how it is with people. That's how it is with people. So when you walk with people, when you relate with people, you need to relate with them to a point where you go deep and then begin to experience the treasure. So a lot of times, people even in relationships, in in marriages, many times, people don't even, they don't even scratch the surface. 
they are just busy dealing with flesh stuff. Till they die, they don't get to experience the treasure. The treasure in that person. Why? They won't go further. They won't go further than what is obvious. They won't go further than what they see. And it's, it's sad that we also apply that in our relationship with God. And it shouldn't be. Hallelujah. So there are treasures. And the Bible calls it the treasures of knowledge. Huh? Wisdom and knowledge. Wisdom. Wisdom, the word wisdom is Sophia. Wisdom and knowledge. Aha, I remember. Understanding is sunesis. <laughs> Somebody says sunesis. Yes. Yeah, so that's the flow. Okay? Yeah. I'm giving you Greek lessons to this morning. <laughs> okay, let's... Uh, let's, let's, let's round up with the Old Testament. Go to the Old Testament. I want to show you something in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 33. Isaiah 33. Uh, reading verse, verses 5 and 6. It says, The Lord is exalted, for He dwells on high. He has filled Zion with justice and righteousness. Woo. Yes. Then verse 6. Let's read verse 6 together. Look at it. Look at it. Huh? Wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times and the strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Can you see that? Time will not permit us to unpack this. But look at what he says. Wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times. That's why the devil doesn't want you to access wisdom. He doesn't want you to access that level of knowledge that will make your life stable. If you see believers, if you see people that are unstable, unstable in their commitment, unstable in their work with God, unstable, unstable, that tells you where they are. Tells you where they are. So wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times. The strength of salvation. Even your salvation will not be strong if you are not establishing knowledge and wisdom. Hmm? You see that? It says, and the last part says what? The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Colossians says, in him are the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And now he's telling us here, the fear of the Lord is his treasure. Remember in, in, in Proverbs, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The psalm says, the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So you see, the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. So you need to prove, whatever it is you, you, you've received, whatever it is you receive from God, you need to take it further to a point where it develops fear in you. 
and I'm not talking about negative fear, where it develops a reverential fear. And what, what, what is the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is the absolute dread of displeasing Him. So you need to take it to a point where you don't want to displease Him. Where you now, I need to apply this in my life. If you don't get to that place, you are not accessing the treasure. You are not accessing the treasure. Hallelujah. I need to stop. But you get the message. You get the message. Are you going to progress? Are you going to go beyond the superficial? Not just at the peripheral level where you just remain at the level of just superficial genosis. No, you want to get to a point of intimacy. You want to get to a point where what you know stirs you up to worship. Get my point? Yeah. You need to get to a point where what you know, what you read will cause you to move to a point where you fear God. You begin to say, holy, holy, holy. Lord, you are too much. Who is like unto you? Among the gods. Who is able to speak like this? Who is able to reveal this kind of thing? You, you, it brings you to a place where you reverence God. Worship God. That is the knowledge I'm talking about. Are you there? Or are you still in the realm of, oh yeah, I've heard that message before. You haven't started. Oh yeah, the other day T.D. Jake said this. Ah. Okay. Let it remain there. So you can see why there are so many churches and yet so little power. Very little change lives. Very little change lives. You see, believers and you wonder, is this a saint? Or what? Is this a demon incarnate? Or what? You see, believers that lie through their teeth like no man's business. Huh? You see believers that don't think twice to double cross each other. Huh? Double cross each other. Stab each other in the back. And come back and lift up their hands. I lift my hands to the coming king. To the great I am. Which king? The king that is coming to you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Hallelujah. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Let's pray. Let's ask that the Lord will take us further. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.